Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey, uh, we're super stoked to be here with you guys today. We just appreciate everybody just always showing up, ready to learn. You know, Dr. Pete and I, we like to say we may not be the smartest guys in the room, but we're the best students in the room. So I so appreciate everybody showing up with that learner spirit, right? So uh, today we're going to have an incredibly compelling conversation about something that could either be the key to you growing your business to the level of your dreams throughout your career, or it could be a total time suck and waste of time. Dr. Pete, today we're going to have an important conversation about how to have productive meetings and set up meeting rhythms that feed you and your team and your business. We're going to talk about the difference between meetings and trainings a bit. And ultimately, you know, where this is all going to land is to you know, create greater accountability with your team through meetings, right? So they've heard us say many times that your reporting systems create your visibility into your business so you can see what's going on and meeting rhythms create greater accountability. And we all know what's true is everything that we want out of our business and frankly, out of our lives can be found on the other side of greater accountability. Yeah, I love this conversation, Doc. I'm so glad we're having it. I think it's timely. It's always timely to talk practical. This is a fundamental to the CEO and the CEO's journey. And many of you are in the ascension as CEOs. And I think we're all in the ascension as CEOs because what level CEO do you want to become? You want to continue to grow as to the next level? Absolutely. Then we're we're going to continue to talk through and continue to refine all of the rhythms that you have established in your business. So whether you're listening to this podcast and you say, oh, I've got this dialed in or listen to the podcast, say, I, I'm far from having any of this dialed in. Wherever you find yourself, this is this speaks directly to you because you know it's all about are you optimizing it? Have you optimized each one of these rhythms? Have you optimized it and truly taken it to the next level? So we'll define what optimization means as we go through some practical things. I want to go through some very practical. This actually birthed for me out of CEO uh, meetings that I've been having, uh, Doc, recently and recognizing that, you know what, we can lose sight. We can take our eyes off of this and we this can become less functional, less effective. And this rhythm, these meeting and training rhythms are fundamental to your success, your team's success, the success of your business, ultimately to you being the CEO of your business. So again, this conversation today is, as is very practical. Hopefully it serves as a reminder. Hopefully it also gives you some ideas. Hopefully it'll help you refine what you have done, maybe uh, create some redirection in what you are doing and hopefully optimize everything you've got going on. So I hope this is one of the most very you know practical episodes that we could do because again, this is something you can immediately put into practice, immediately implement in your business today as you're listening it today. 
And so, Doc, I'd love to just kind of give an overview of the general framework that I yeah. think we can cover here today. One uh, thing I want to talk about is the the importance of timing. I want to get into that and the significance of timing. Number two, I want to talk about the importance of structure and and why that's so vital. Number three, I want to talk about uh, the importance of data and why that's such a significant thing. And then number four, I want to talk about leadership and what that looks like. And we're going to look at it through the lens of your accountability grid. So docs, let's uh, let's start with timing. So Dr. Steven, I know we recently went through this as an organization and uh, sometimes it's like pulling teeth, but we one of the things we have to do is set our meetings for the year. And so one of the meeting rhythms that we set is our quarterly board meetings and our annual meeting. And, you know, it's it's a big deal for us, right, as an organization to to get all the leadership team to show up to one place to dedicate the amount of time that we dedicate, whether it's one day or two days to these meetings. It's a tremendous amount. And one of the most important things we had to set that and get that set and scheduled on the calendar. Right. So we had to look ahead and make sure that we have all the timing for all the rhythms set, whether it's again. So starting with your big, big rocks and big meetings, like getting your 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 board meetings scheduled out. And then come back and get your quarterly review scheduled out and look at all the meeting rhythms. Monthlies, weeklies, dailies, right? So yeah. All of them. Quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily, all of those need to be be scheduled out. So that's my first point that I want to make, Doc, is the importance of having that so that because meetings should be a proactive, not a reactive experience. And too often we meet reactively because things are on fire. Right. But if we are proactively meeting, we know, hey, that is an issue today. Uh, that is a concern. That's an issue. I'm going to go ahead and put it onto the agenda for this meeting coming up, the appropriate meeting where that should be discussed. And it will be discussed then. And what does that enable you to do? Focus. Focus and be productive. And that's what I, I, I hope that, you know, one thing that ha- can happen. So first thing I just want to talk about is are your meeting rhythms scheduled out? Are they on the schedule? And does everybody on your team know which meetings they're attending? And has everyone lined up their schedule to make sure they can be there? Is that happening? Look out a year the a year ahead and ask yourself, is it scheduled out timing? And getting the timing thing down is important thing you can do. Yeah, I mean, you you unpacked a lot there, Dr. Pete. So I'm gonna circle back and make sure that um that people didn't miss the golden nuggets that were uh, that you were just laying down there. So I will tell you right now that you are touching on what I would consider one of the most powerful and easiest success hacks that we have in practice. Everybody loves a good hack, right? So the action step of scheduling out your your meetings and meeting rhythm for the year is a success hack. It's a success strategy. It's a very simple thing that you spend a half an hour doing or you get your COO to do, your office manager, or your back office CA. You get this on the calendar, right? So it's a huge hack and it pays you back week after week after week. So 52 weeks a year, it keeps paying you back. And if you don't do this, it's gonna kick your ass for 52 weeks, right? So it's like one of those things that you absolutely have to get in place. So when we say, all right, so schedule it out. Schedule out what? You want a time block for each of these meetings, right? So you started with the big ones, right? So it's going all the way out. It's the annual meeting. It's the quarterly board meetings. 
It's the monthly meetings, it's the weekly meetings, and then it's the daily meetings, right? So, and each one of these meetings requires a very specific, you know, period of time that you need to block and put it on the calendar. It's got to live on the calendar. If it's on the calendar, it's going to happen. If it's not on the calendar, it's not going to happen, right? So your daily pre-shift and post-shift huddles, it's 10 to 15 minutes, right? Pre-shift and post-shift. Your weekly team meeting. So you, I like a 60-minute meeting that is every single week. I prefer Monday at lunchtime. I think that's the best time to have it. Start the week off strong. Then you have your same page meeting uh, with your office manager, and that's about an hour every week. If you get really, really good at it, you could probably sneak it in in a half an hour. But you know what? You don't want to compress that meeting. It's a critical meeting. Like all of these meetings, if you do these meetings consistently and you structure it so that you are creating the collisions, creating the communications and the exchanges, you'll have a creative process. Or if you don't do that, you're going to be playing problem whack-a-mole, right? Which is those emergency reactive meetings, right? So everybody's rolling their eyes right now as I say that because we've all spent a season there, right? So setting up that weekly marketing meeting. So that might be a 15-minute standing huddle. You're talking about this is what we're promoting and this is what we're marketing. That's just a hot meeting, right? So, uh, and then we have our weekly trainings, which is a separate and distinct thing where we have our team training, we have our DC trainings, our CA trainings, but trainings are different than meetings, right? So training implies that you are role-playing, right? So everybody loves to hate role-playing, but that's really the difference between having a training and having a meeting. So we're not talking about trainings right now. We're talking about meetings. Now, if you said to yourself, oh, Franson, you got me. Have you been spying on me? Like we're not role-playing in our trainings. Well, guess what? You just had another meeting, right? And I know most of you think meetings suck. I get it because most of your meetings are spent playing problem whack-a-mole because you're not training enough. So we need more trainings and fewer meetings, believe it or not, right? So then we get into our monthly meetings, which are our monthly marketing meeting. It's an all-hands deck to keep marketing front of mind and to have our monthly uh, scorecard meetings, which would be your office manager, your COO, checking in on that 30, 60, 90 day rhythm. And then of course we have our quarterlies, which is our quarterly board meetings, which are our either full day, eight hour meetings where we go through vision casting and we go through our process and, pro and product. And then we go through our goal setting and our marketing plan. That's either a full day, eight hour meeting every other quarter or the in-between quarters, we have a briefer four-hour board meeting where we really focus on goal setting and, and the marketing calendar. And then lastly, Dr. Pete, it's the quarterly individual, which means private quarterly review. So, I mean, it sounds like a lot because it is, uh, but at the end of the day, if you're not doing this proactively in a creative way, trust me, you're gonna spend the exact same amount of time, energy, focus, and money, but those will be reactive, meetings where you're focusing all your time on dealing with problems and issues. So I wanted to bring up two points. Number one is, you know, just listening to you. Number one is the uh, working on the business versus in the business. These are actually, if you think about the way you're spending your time, we, we did an episode recently on how this, the CEOs, the three different roles, whether it's the role of an operator, the role of the CEO and the role, role of the investor. This is a role. This is a moment where as a, as a team, when we're, we're meeting, training and meeting, let's talk meetings here, that this is a working on the business moment. If you're not training, as Doc said, I just want to make sure I, I clarify here, you're playing problem whack-a-mole. That's not really working on your business. It doesn't have the same effect because it's it's not as effective. So 
we want to have effective meetings. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But the second thing I wanted to say is, is that we, we have, it's about winning, right? Like we, we, we are here to win, to win in business where we say we it's win, win, win. Okay. Well, if you say things like that, and those are really great things to say, well, this is how you do it, right? So this is a very practical, like, this is how you create a win, 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 win for the business, a win for the team, win for the community, win for the patient, everybody wins, right? This is a win, win, win. So meetings are that. So when you win that you want to win this year, if you want to win this year, you look at your BHAGs, all the objectives you're setting out to accomplish this year. If you want to win the year, you've got to win the quarter. You got to win the quarters. If you win the quarters, then you're going to win the year. If you want to win the quarters, you've got to win the months, right? You've got to win the months. If you want to win the quarter, you got to win the months. If you want to win the months, you've got to win the weeks, right? You've got to win the week. You win the week, we win the month. If you want to win the week, you've got to win the day. You've got to win the day. If you want to win the day, if you want to win the day, you got to win the shift. And so each one of these rhythms comes back to winning. If you want to have a winning business, you want to create a win-win-win for you, for your team, for your patients, your community. If you want it to be everybody wins, it comes back to these rhythms. So that's that's in, very important for, for this. The second thing I want to talk about, Doc, is structure. I want to talk about the structure. So every time we gather, there's an order to it, right? There's an actual structure. There's a rhythm and there's a structure. Doc, you talked about how at the beginning that the purpose of the meeting rhythm is to create greater accountability. The purpose of the structure is to create a format with which you can have accountability, that it's organized, it's systematized, it's clear, it's not stressful. There's clear expectations and it's ordered and it's, it's, there's a flow to it. And so, you know, we obviously have tools and all these things that we have created. And many of you who are our CEO clients, you have, you're leveraging these resources, but there's a structure. There must be a structure. And, you know, if you want to make it harder on yourself, don't have a structure, but if you want to make it more successful and you want it to be more productive, create a structure. So we recommend that each one of those rhythms that Doc just went through, that there's a structure for that time. You say, what am I going to do to my same page meeting? What do I do in that marketing meeting? What do I do in those monthly meetups or quarter review? What do I do at the board meetings? What do I do in the huddle? There's a structure for every one of those. And, and that's what makes it successful ultimately. Hey Pete, let's make it easier for these guys to be successful. So as you're, you know, as you're listing out all of these different meetings and the structure, we have tools for each of these, right? So um, we have a tool that drives each one of our meetings, right? So the huddle has the huddle sheet. There's a huddle form that drives the meeting, right? So our team meeting, there's a team meeting agenda. There is a team training agenda, right? So we have every, every one of these meetings is driven by a specific tool or report. Let's give them, let's give them the agenda for the team meeting, right? So that's our, that's the fundamental primary meeting that happens every single week. So um, we'll put that in the, uh, there'll be a link in the show notes down below guys. If you need help with that, of course, as always, you can reach out to us and we can help you walk through that, like to understand that meeting agenda, you know, but at the end of the day, that's the structure that is executed through the meeting. You just follow this format, right? So if you're wondering what to do and say and who does what and who says what, follow the agenda. It, set, it tells you exactly what to do, including who should be doing it, which Dr. Pete, as you were saying that, I was like <laughs> imagining, I was just running the tape in my mind of like, wow, 
I can remember there was a season and it lasted way too long. I would say for like the first 10 years in business, man, our team meetings, were, it was just the Franson show, you know, and it would be like everybody would pour into the boardroom, right? Like into our, into our war room, everybody would sit around the table. They would be eating their lunch while I put on a show, right? So it was like, okay, let's get this meeting in order. And next thing you know, I was trying to like inspire and excite and engage and inform. And I was reporting to these people and I was literally just exhausted by it. They're all snacking away and eating their lunch and smiling and nodding while I was putting on a show for them every week. And I'm like, I'd leave those meetings and I'd, you know, whether things were good, bad or indifferent in the practice, I would be exhausted and I'd be like, a bit stressed because I really didn't get anything out of the meeting myself other than inspiring my team, what have you. And then I realized, well, wait a minute. If I'm going to really be a CEO, CEOs have information and data flow to them, not through them. I'm like, I got all these people on my payroll. Tell you what, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to eat my lunch while I let them take the stage, right? So it's like everybody in my on my payroll here, everybody on my team, uh, these people are, they're in charge of different parts of the business. They have accountability around there. So why aren't they reporting to me as opposed to the other way around? So man, that was just a big inflection point for me in my career. Uh, and that was literally just one of the steps in the process of being a CEO, because, you know, when you're an owner operator, that made sense because I just hired a bunch of assistants to be around me to support me while I did the stuff, right? So at team meeting, I had to get up there and tell them all the stuff I did and what I'm doing now, what I'm gonna do next, right? So, I mean, that was that, was that season, right? So it was my job to take care of the patients. As the owner operator, your job is to take care of the customer, right? As a CEO, your job is to take care of the team mm -hmm. and the team takes care of the patients, right? And the team takes care of the customer, right? So. You know, this was our chance now as the CEO to sit at the table with our office manager to the right, driving the meeting and our team reporting to us. So this is where, again, as the leader of the organization, the CEO, if, if your job is to, we, we like to say you're leading the business, right? Where your COO it, it would run the business is this is, this is where this, you transfer the leadership to the team you delegate that right you people become they take a department or director of a department within the business so think through the accountability grid doc is talking about the leadership right now and how in his you know be ceo and after ceo before ceo and after ceo it's like this is how the meetings went and now it's very different is the structure actually enables the function that's what we like to say structure enables function so structure of the meeting enables the function of being able to delegate the leadership to another person. Let's call it your leadership team so that they can be empowered to run the meeting. So if you look at all of your meeting rhythms, the question you need to ask yourself is who runs this meeting or who's leading this meeting? And it's a who, not how question, because again, if you've built the structure, the structure shows you essentially this is the flow and you can, you can lead this, you can influence that and, and create the structure if that's if that's important to you and you can teach we like to say it's done by you with you for you so you can teach and you should teach how to do this and this is where that role of office manager that role of coo comes in and you know they step into a position of leadership and i'll tell you there's nothing more powerful than for a leader on your team to be treated like a leader and giving people the opportunity to lead is actually what they need 
they need to be let leading. Otherwise, they are not going to be fed and they need to be able to lead. So that is that is a requirement for finding and keeping A-level players. Right. We talked about that. We, we, we continue to revisit that. And so that's something that, Doc, it's just so important what you said. And, and so wherever you find yourself in this journey from owner-operator to CEO, you know, and, and wherever you're finding, even if you've delegated this leadership to your leadership team, how, when's the last time you really empowered and equipped and encouraged them in that and really poured into them and helping them and sharing with them even ways that maybe they could take that leadership to another level, enhancing that. So really thinking through how can I make each one of these meetings and these meeting rhythms more effective? Because that was one of the things I said we would discuss was, you know, leadership and effectiveness. And the other one was data. You know, each one of our meetings needs to be data driven. You know, we talk about how we make decisions. The purpose of a meeting is to make a de- is to lead to making decisions exactly how we're going to do. So on the daily, this is how we're going to handle this patient, this patient, this patient, this scenario, that scenario. It's decisions. We're making decisions. The purpose of the weekly team meeting is to identify what are the issues are from our scoreboard, to meet about those, discuss those, and then solve it and make decisions about what we're going to do about that. And then we assign accountability to who's got that, when's that going to get done, right? And And we do that. And, and so that's, you, you create structure, leadership, but data is what drives that, right? So data drives. So when you show up to the meeting, you're not just flying by the seat of your pants, not just trying to, like Doc talked about, inspire people. Although I do hope that there's inspired people here and we're inspired by the work we're doing, but it's data driven. So one part data, or excuse me, one part got two parts data is what we like to say. That's a ratio, right? Where, where it's a recipe. That's right. You get it wrong. It doesn't taste right. So you've got to get that right. We've got to get the data in there. So if that's an area of challenge for you, you might say, hey, we've got some structure. We've got, I feel like we're doing that, but we lack data. That's a key component. And I know that some of you are CEO who are CEOs out there. We've got to do a better job of collecting the data and having the right data ready to go so that that meeting is running on schedule. It's effective. If it's a 60-minute meeting, a 15-minute meeting, a 90-minute meeting, a four-hour meeting, whatever the size of the timing of the meeting, that that meeting is effective and data is what creates the effectiveness because it gives us the intel to to discuss and decide what we're going to do so we can make decisions. The purpose of a meeting is to make a decision and the decision is going to, to make this business better. And, and that's so that's where data comes in and then the leadership side, Doc, as you talked about, and that's what creates the effectiveness, which is ultimately the, the, the litmus test. I want to come in and airdrop into your meeting and say, was that an effective huddle? Was that an effective team meeting? Was that an effective CEO same page meeting? Was that an effective monthly meetup? That's the question is, what that, was that effective? Meaning leading to change, leading to positive change, leading to growth, leading to transformation, leading to the outcome that we want to create there and driving towards those outcomes. Doc, it's just so powerful. So the law of the jungle is we always start with the heart, right? So this heart, head, hands, feet, and that's absolutely gospel for all of these meetings. Everything, huddle, weekly meetings, trainings, monthlies, quarterlies, annual, right? So it's always start with the heart. Heart, your why. Head, the what. The hands, this is how. The feet, let's go. Let's role play, right? So it's always heart, head, hands, feet. And guess what? You're the visionary. CEOs, I'm talking to you right now. You're not off the hook. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, I just sit back and eat my lunch. Like Franson said, is like, no, no, no. I sat back down after I opened the meeting and started with the heart. I cast the vision. That's my job as a visionary is I had to get the temperature right. 
I got to get everybody engaged. I've got to get everybody focused. I've got to get the temperature up in the room and elevate the energy of the room. Your CEO, chief energy officer. And then the hardest part, hand it off. Step back, step off the stage, let your COO take over, hand them the authority and let them run it, right? Don't, don't, don't overpower, overwhelm your COO. Let them run that meeting, give them that authority, right? So, and then they go through in this particular situation with the, if we're referring to the, the weekly team meeting, they go through a structure of talking about what are we training on? What are we marketing? And, and there's just a focused discussion. And then we get right into metrics on the scoreboard on track or off track. The purpose of that is to expose the issues that we need to discuss in the second half of the meeting. We tackle those issues. We identify, discuss, and solve, just like Gina Wickman teaches us in traction. And we come to decisions and we take actions. Do what? By whom? By when? There's a recap. And then we're back to saving the planet, right? So guys, we're going to give you that agenda for the team meeting. Make sure you check it out. It's in the show notes down below. Take that, use it, let it inspire you, create your own version of it, what have you. If you need any help, jump on a call with us and we'll talk to you about how to exactly do this and how to leverage it properly. If you're hearing that and being like, oh my gosh, my office manager running this team meeting, I don't know if they have the chops to do that. Well, I ask you, are you developing your office manager? It's the most important person on your team. They run your team and they run your business. If that sounds attractive to you and you're like, oh man, that's all I wanted for Christmas was a, that's that person, right? So we have the Remarkable Office Manager program. If you want to plug your office manager or the person that you feel may have the chops to become your office manager, maybe be groomed one day to be your COO. We have the Remarkable Office Manager program. Uh, you can just go to the remarkablepractice.com and check that out. That's available to you as well. Meeting rhythms are just so critical, right? So meeting rhythms are like the family dinner, right? That you meet every night and it creates this environment that forces the communications and the communications that lead, or great, lead to greater accountability. Remember, everything that you want out of your business and out of your life will be found on the other side of greater accountability. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, remarkable CEOs. It is awesome that we have in the studio with us once again. I'm sure he's going to tell you how many times this guy's been a special guest, one of our experts in the Remarkable CEO program and in the Remarkable practice. We love having him on as a guest to our CEO podcast here. And uh, he is very much in the game in the marketing space and someone we look to for advice, for guidance uh, and direction. So we stay on the cutting edge of how to reach the people. We like to say, you know, your brand is your message and you're the messenger and there is nobody better that can help us get our message out, get our brand out there and do it in the right way than Dr. Nick Silvery from Leverage Media. Dr. Nick, thanks for joining me here on the Remarkable CEO podcast today. Well, thanks for having me again. I, I lose track of how many times it's been, but I'll, I'll still stand by my all-time leader uh, guest. I, I, I do know that you are the all-time leader and I also don't know how <laughs> many. We'd have to go back and do an audit at this point, but thank you for taking the time. And so we had we were at a, an event recently in Dallas, Texas. It was our team building immersion. And Doc, you spoke. And I was sitting in the front with Dr. Franson. And, um, you know, I'm listening to it and I'm like, wow, like this is all new to me. Like I've heard about some of these people. I have no idea. This was 
And I turned around and I looked at the entire group, 400 people in the room. Every eyeball and ear was like fixed on you. And I thought, okay, he is clearly talking about something in the marketing space that a lot of people are like, I don't know about any of this. Tell me more. And so you agreed to come on to the podcast as one of our trusted experts and give us some insights about you know where we're at. This is 2023. We know that marketing is always changing. We have to stay abreast of what's going on. And that's, again, who you are. And we always look to you for that. So I'm just going to open it up and give you the floor and let you run with it. I'll, I'll poke around and ask questions if I need to. But I'd love for you to maybe unpack some of the things that you also shared with us in um, in Dallas. And then anything else that's on your mind, your heart, help us uh, have the best year yet. Sounds good. So when I was in Dallas, I agree, like, you know, how when you're speaking up at the front of the room, you can definitely tell when people are engaged and when they're not as engaged. And uh, when I was looking back at 400 sets of eyes and a lot of people taking notes, I knew that uh, that they were interested. And I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards that were interested. So what we were talking about is how can chiropractors use ChatGBT in their business and in their marketing? And, you know, I, I, I've probably talked about this before, but I go and get training out in the world of marketing from the best people in the world. And I, I develop my marketing brain so that I can talk to anybody with any type of business about marketing. But because I've run a practice for 16 years, I have that brick and mortar chiropractic mentality that everything filters through. So a lot of the things that come onto the, uh, onto the scene and marketing or tactics or things, they're really made for big businesses, e-commerce, national, international brands. So only certain things apply to local businesses and then more specifically to brick and mortar service-based businesses. So when ChatGBT came along, I was just so excited because my marketing brain saw the opportunity for disruption that I really haven't seen probably since social media. So social media came along and really changed the dynamic of, of content marketing and getting your message out into your community. ChatGBT is going to um, really disrupt the way search is done. Maybe not so much at the local level, but definitely at like the national level. Um, and so I wanted to basically take that chiropractic brain, take that marketing brain and bring it to an audience that I love, um, you know, like really try to explain like, what are the thing? how can you use it to make your life easier, you know, whether it's marketing or just business in general. So I'll kind of give you on, you know, I talk about content marketing all the time. That is going to make it a whole lot easier for people to be consistent with their content, I believe. Um, I don't think that it is this panacea where you can just hit a button and it's going to spit out all the content that you need and you're not going to have to add anything to it. Dr. Franson always says, God only makes geniuses. And you're going to have to add your genius to whatever you're getting from ChatGBT. So in terms of content marketing, I really think there are a few different elements that are going to make it uh, or that ChatGBT is going to make much easier. The first and probably the most time saving is going to be just the research side of it. So a lot of times when, when I'm creating content, especially video content, but blog content as well, but with video content, if I don't know everything there is to know about that topic, or maybe I'm creating content for my office and I haven't seen patients in a long time. So some of that stuff is not, you know, at the tip of my brain. 
So I will do some research and I'll read some blogs and it'll take me maybe 30 minutes to get information from Google and from the internet. Well, ChatGPT is going to speed that up a lot because I can just put a prompt in of exactly what I'm looking for, read what they give me, make sure that it sounds right. You know, sometimes it spits out things that aren't 100% accurate. So you have to verify that what you're getting is correct. But, you know, in my experience so far, it has been very helpful. And instead of it taking me 30 minutes, it's taking me two, five, you know, and it's just saving me a lot of time there. The next step is, how can you start to structure, whether it's the, the title of the video, the title of the blog, the bullet points, especially for video, like I don't like creating video scripts and reading them. I feel like you should just own it and have maybe three bullet points, um, you know, on top of your head that allow you to just, you know, kind of flow. And that way it's a lot more natural. So what I'm looking for um, is, okay, I have my video title. Now I feed that video title into ChatGBT and say, give me a couple of bullet points that I can talk about on the video. Give me 10 of them. I only need three. I pick which three are the best, or maybe there's only two that are good. And then I make up a third one, but it allows me to, again, do all these things that I hate doing. I'm good at like hitting record once I know what I'm supposed to be talking about, but the, the research and the structuring is what always uh, tends to cause me to put things off. If I had that taken care of for the next hundred videos, it makes it much easier for me to just like get started, if that makes sense. Man, I, I you know, just those two, as somebody who obviously we, we're, we care, we create content, we're building out a lot of content, we write copy for different things, like even this podcast as an example, you know, and then thinking about, as you always talk about in your you know, whenever I refer a client over to you or just the times that I've been with you and listened to you speak and teach is in, in a world where everybody's got something to say, you've got to differentiate yourself with your authentic brand, with right. your authentic message and the canned kind of marketing strategies. Those days are probably over uh, right. if they weren't already over, but, you know, people can see through that and it's a noisy marketplace. So for people to really stand out. What I like about what you just said is that you can filter through it and actually get it down to, you know, a message that, you know, you can own. Like you said, when you press play on that camera or press record, I should say, you know, you've got to be able to stand there confidently and, and, and deliver the message. Yeah. And, and the time that a lot of doctors, they run into what they call, what is it? Writer's block. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that happens to a lot of us and it's like, and then what happens? We give up and we're like, screw it. I'm not doing anything. And then we come back a week later and we're still didn't get it done. Um, so I love this already. Just like thinking about those things, two things right there is huge. I know you went through like probably 10 or 12 at the, at the event. Do you feel like, you know, we could go through a couple more here today. And then I think, you know, you've got, you know, I love, I love for you to be able to maybe give insights into where the doctors can learn more about this. Cause I know from a strategic standpoint, this is something we, we really got to be on top of. Yeah. Um, and the, the one thing that you, you kind of mentioned in terms of just like authenticity marketers ruin everything. So whatever idea comes along, you can, you can be sure that marketers are going to come along and just beat it into the ground and it'll be obsolete, you know, inside of a couple of years. So uh, you know, AI generated content and ideas and a lot of these things are going to just be everywhere, you know, in the next 
once they really open up these tools in the next six, uh, six months, one year, two years, they're going to, they're just going to be everywhere. So your unique perspective, your authentic content is what's really going to resonate. So what I, one of the main things that I was talking about in, in Dallas was using G, chat GBT as a tool to be able to just get the juices flowing. It might be able to get you 40% of the way there, 60% of the way there, maybe even 80% of the way there in some cases, but you're going to have to come uh, over the top of it and add your, your layer of authenticity, your layer of expertise on it. But what I, I don't want you to think of this as just like a, you know, done for you. All you have to do is type in a sentence and it's going to give you this big, beautiful thing that's going to change your practice. What's going to change your practice is to be sharing your expertise and using this tool to make it easier. Just like an iPhone camera makes it much easier to create content than it was five years ago. You still could have like done video content 20 years ago. But it was much more difficult. Now with iPhone cameras and social media, it becomes easier. These are all tools. These are not the solution to all of your problems. You have to have the strategy of what are you going to use it for? What are you going to use the content for? So a couple of other things that I think are going to be really helpful. I'm just thinking off the top of my head of, of what some of the things were on the list. You know, one of the things is writing a book. I think that writing a book is always going to make you stand out as an expert, especially if you can get down to a really niche topic that you love treating, a type of patient that you love treating, a condition, whatever it might be. Because a lot of times, like when I, I get free books from people all the time with all the good intentions of reading them. I buy books all the time with all the good intentions of reading them. A lot of these books back here were bought with good intention and probably have not been read yet. And they don't always get read. But the fact that they wrote the book makes me just, it's just a social proof thing. It's just like, well, they took the time to do that. That must be, they must know what they're talking about, right? So writing a book, starting with a, a blinking cursor on a blank page is a, is a daunting task. ChatGBT and other AI tools will, every step of the process, I mean, you could, you could probably ask ChatGBT, what are the steps to writing a book? And ChatGBT will help you to take what you've said, whether it's a Zoom recording that you then turn into a transcript using something like Otter AI, taking that, feeding it into ChatGBT to, to summarize it down to maybe 1,500 or 2,500 words instead of it being 10,000 words of you going over here and you going over there, then being able to put that into chapter format. I mean, it's just the... It's not just ChatGBT. ChatGBT was just the easiest for regular people to really understand. But there are so many different tools being created right now for video, for audio. There was one, um, 11 Labs. I didn't talk about this in Dallas, but it, 11 Labs is a tool that you can feed. I fed a three-minute clip of one of my videos so that I, because when I talk on video, it's different than when I talk in person. I'm just more animated. So I wanted the, the audio clip that I fed into it to be more of the, the animated version of me. I gave it to it, and I, I copied and pasted something off of the internet, um, put it into, into the model using, using the model that they created of my voice, and it sounded exactly like me. It sounded a little bit stilted, just like the way AI voices sound, but it was my voice. And if I feed, you could feed up to 50 
clips into it and I'll do that and it'll probably get much better to where I might be able to, you know, upload a blog and have if somebody wants to listen to me read the blog instead of read it themselves. So that is just like one tool, Otter AI, uh, uh, what's it called? It's like Cynthia will create a video for you using like an AI person. Uh, so it's just like it, the, these things are coming out every day almost, and it will just become easier and easier for, for people to create content. But everybody that is lazy is going to rely 100% on these tools. Your authenticity is what's going to allow you to stand out from the noise. And then the last thing that I said at the event was writing contracts and reviewing contracts. I think that that is like a, a, a really cool way that ChatGPT is going to be able to be used. My girlfriend, who's an attorney who writes contracts or writes trusts and wills for a living, she was uh, a little bit nervous when I showed her like what all it could do. So uh, luckily we have a physical job, so we're not going to be eliminated by AI just yet. But but it's it's amazing how you know we spend a lot of money sometimes to get uh, associate contracts or non-disclosures or whatever, and we're signing a lot of contracts. So you can feed a contract into it, have it give you the summary bullet points of like what you need to know about it. And, uh, you know, it takes you five minutes instead of you just blindly signing it, hoping that there's nothing bad in there. So there's just a there's it's never ending the opportunity with there or, or with the tools. And you just have to, you know, kind of understand how they work and how you can use. Them. So good. So, you know, when when we talk about becoming the CEO, one of the things we always say is you have to use leverage. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to use leverage. Specifically. Um, yeah. specifically leverage for for marketing but we talk about leveraging systems leveraging technology leveraging team yeah. as a few and what's cool is when you think about what you're talking about the ai you get all those you get a systematic approach you get a invisible team and you get automation and technology so it's it's a way that as you said easier to create content authentic content is still king and it will remain king and i mean i, I just think if we go back uh, thousands of years authentic content still rules you know so even today great strategy i think you gave us four strategies here today um doc nick so how can our listeners learn more i'm sure i know i my my interest is incredibly peaked right now uh how do we learn more uh next steps with you do you have any resources for us uh how do we connect with you give us the goods so two things uh one is if you want to learn more about how chiropractors can use chat i created a guide uh chat for chiropractors and if you go to chat gp as in paul t as in tom for chiropractors chat for chiropractors.com uh, you can opt in there. Uh, we'll send you over the uh, the guide. Uh, you need to be a practicing chiropractor to, to get that guide. But if you go there and opt in, you can uh, do that. And But just like all of these tools, whether it's it's Facebook or, or Google or uh, ChatGBT, you, you need to have somebody who really understands not just that the tool exists, but how can we as chiropractors leverage that opportunity and so that's what you know i i do at the helm of leverage media I, I try to you know skate to where the the puck is moving not reacting you know six months after the fact so by 
you know, all of our clients get all the benefit of the fact that I own a practice and that I have to keep on top of these things for my own practice's well-being. So if something works for my practice, you know, we roll it out to all of our clients. Um, so if you're interested in uh, working with a marketing agency that A, is run by a chiropractor, B, is run by a chiropractor who owns a practice, and C, really understands marketing holistically and comprehensively for a practice. If you uh, want to set up a strategy session with me, I'll go through your online presence. We can talk more about ChatGBT on that call. Um, and I'll give you an idea of what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, opportunities you might be missing out on. Um, so if you're interested in that, go to contentintopatients.com. That's contentintopatients.com. And, uh, and we can set up a time to talk and I can give you some specific advice and I'm sure, Pete, you know, we've talked enough at this point and you've, you've sent over clients of yours. Uh, you know, I try to give as much value on on those calls. And I, I would say that you probably understand uh, that as well, that it's not just a sales pitch for Leverage Media, but we're trying to give you some value. You 100% do that. I can I can uh, vouch for you. Um, absolutely. So, well, you heard it here. Uh, please take uh, advantage of Dr. Nick Silveri's offers. Uh, both the uh, chat GPT for chiropractors.com, get that guide. And then it's contentintopatients.com if you want to connect directly with Dr. Nick. Doc, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for being a part of our program. Thanks for being a part of our tribe. You are one of our awesome, remarkable CEOs running a remarkable practice and multiple businesses and uh, grateful to have you a part of our family. Appreciate you joining me today. And thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you next week on the next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.